What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. We are Sir Crokington. We are in Dragonwath. And it's time to do the adventure Deadman's Dark. Your mission to remove the bandit threat that's been plaguing Dragonwath silver shipments leads you to the forbidding mouth of Deadman's Dark. And we begin. Not long after meeting with Lorik. In an otherwise deserted cinder wall, you meet Genuic Thunbroke, younger brother of Dragonwrath's protector and commander of the Brogmen. The thin, dark-haired man, clad in a mix of leather and grubby finery, seems somewhat less personable than his elder brother. Ooh, that's not, that's not going to be very personable at all then. Despite his frail bills, Essential in the presence of a man capable of swift rage and extreme violence. Well, of course. You gotta do. That's what it takes to keep hold of all that silver. Well, we've already sent word to another adventurer, but my brother tells me that you've offered to take on the task, he says, drumming his fingers against the pommel of the sword sheathed on his side. Well, We'll see. I'll point the way, but the rest is up to you. I suppose you think a few bandits won't pose much trouble? You might find yourself surprised. Denuic details for you. A few of the recent attacks on the Silver Caravan. You pay particular attention to the description of the fire that killed several members of the Brogman Guard and destroyed a few wagons. They must have a spellcaster amongst them, he says, shrugging. Really makes no difference. Spellcaster robbing on the roads is nothing more than a highwayman. Drive them out or leave them all dead. The latter, of course, is the better, more permanent solution. Genuic tells you... Tells you that he will lead a group of his own men against the bandits... But his brother has forbade his direct involvement in the matter. So, he asks, his shrewd eyes fixing you with a cold glare. Are you up for it? I can tell him I'm up for it. I can show him I'm up for it. Or I can tell him I hope I'm up for it. Well, what does this last one do? The response seems to infuriate Jenuick. He swiftly draws his sword and steps towards you. I'll take more than hope, he grumbles. Why don't we see if you've got what it's going to take? I'm willing to back down. You assume a dark combat ready stance as you prepare to engage Dinuic Thumbwelk in a long lethal combat of arms. Okay, gotta hop out of the way. Dinuic Thumbwelk. It's non lethal combat. Dinuic swings at you with the flat of this blade, and I stab. With the flat of my dagger, I guess, somehow. 
I don't know. I don't know how we use a dagger non-lethally. But somehow I am. Yeah, I guess I'm just stabbing away from the vital organs and just focusing on blood loss. Or something like that. Swings at you with the flat of his blade. And down he goes. 5 XP. You reach down and help Denny Wick to his feet. Or, or uh, like, do I reach down? No, I, I kind of reach up. Oh, sorry, anyhow. The younger from, from Breck's brother. The younger from Breck's brother. Breathing heavily. Sheaves his sword and commends your remarkable display of skill. There aren't many around here who can give me that sort of trouble, he says. Very impressive. I don't doubt you'll be able to see this task through. After composing himself, Denuit lays out the mission on which you're about to embark. Denuit tells you it's been discovered that the bandits who have been wading the silver wagons are hiding out in Deadman's Dark, a cave that overlooks the main road out of Dragonwrath to the west. For what we know, there may be a dozen of them in the group that's attacking the wagons, he says. But there may be more of more than that hold up in the cave. This is a large group, and very dangerous. Daywick describes for you the location of the cave, and tells you your only objective is to clear out the bandits, by any means necessary. You assure Daywick that you'll take care of Dragon Mass bandit problem, and tells you that you will report back to Lorik when the job is done. I'll be leaving town for a while, says. After Talamus, if you must know. Not a short or pleasant journey, though a necessary one. I wish you luck. I hope to, fi- hope to find that we're no longer talking about bandits when I return. Dinuit tenderly rubs at a raised red spot on the white side of his face. A mark left during, this, during your scuffle only a few minutes ago. You certainly know how to take care of yourself in a fight, he says. I only ask that you give me a chance to even things up sometime. Mm. Honestly, I think that'll just end up with you getting beaten up again. With that, you bid farewell to Dennywick and leave Cinder Hall, eager to begin your mission. To reach Deadman's Dark, select the travel option in Dragonweth and look for Deadman's Dark under locations near Dragonweth. Alright, I'll do that. Deadman's Dark is near Dragonweth. You're standing atop a highly forested bluff overlooking the road leading to Dragonwrath, directly before the shadowy, gaping mouth of the cave known as Deadman's Dark. All around you are are signs of recent activity that suggest a sizeable group of people are taking refuge here. Despite this evidence, there is currently no indication that anyone else is in the immediate area. Hmm. I'd have thought they'd had at least a watch or something on the outside. Into the cave. With your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you warily make your way into Deadman's Dark. You're standing at the western edge of a short passage, just in the mouth of a cave known as Deadman's Dark. A deep silence fills the damp the cave's damp, gloomy interior. Not what you'd expect to encounter in a lair. That lair that's supposedly serving as a hideout for a large number of brigands. Well, they must be deeper in then. Okay, I've went east once, and my footfalls echo off through the gloom as you cautiously explore the twisting cave corridors. Okay, I can go to the northeast a little bit. I'm just going to do that. End of the corridor. Suddenly, the sudden and unnerving stench of burning flesh assails your senses. The charred bodies of four men lie sprawled out in the centre of this section of the cave passage. A quick search of the scorched remains turns up some gold, and a few items that have been spared the worst ravages of the fire. That's 59 gold, a lot of common weapons... And a few bits of bits of armour that are worth selling. 
and this will all disappear when I leave, as they always do. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you spend a few moments adjusting your gear before once again setting off through the damp gloom. Alright, let's get back near to the entrance. Alright, now we go south. Suddenly. And then I, then I got as far south as I could go. I went east. The sudden, nerving sense of burning flesh assails your senses. The charred body of a man lies sprawled in the centre of this section of the cave passage. A quick search of the scorched remains turns up some gold and a few items that have been spared the worst ravages of the fire. That's 16 gold and the only thing worth taking is a sturdy leather helm. Everything else will just disappear. Confident you haven't overlooked anything. You spend a few moments adjusting your gear before once again setting off through the damp gloom. Okay, now I'm making my way east. It's wiggling. It's undulating a bit. Suddenly, a sudden and unnerving stench of burning st flesh ensails your senses. Okay, what is going on here? How are all these people getting burnt? Has there been some sort of some sort of struggle amongst the bandits? They just got so much silver that they just started fighting over it. And obviously the the mage kind of won because has magic or something like that. Maybe that's what happened. The char bodies of three men lie sprawled out in the centre of this section of the cave passage. A quick search of the scorched remains turns up some gold and a few items that have been spared the worst ravages of the fire. That's 51 gold and some loot. A sturdy dagger, for example. Confident you haven't overlooked anything and the rest of it will just... Fade away the instant I leave. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you spend a few moments adjusting your gear for once again setting off with the damp gloom. Alright, I'm getting as far as I can go to the east. There's no alcove in the very southeast corner of the dungeon. Suddenly, the sudden unnerving stench of burning flesh assails your senses. The charred bodies of four men lie sprawled out in the centre of this section of the cave passage. Okay, we're up to 12. That's probably, that's all the bandits that we know about accounted for. But of course, who knows how many hide in the cave. A quick search of the scorched remains turns up some gold and a few items that have been spared the worst ravages of the fire. Okay, that's 38 gold and some fairly decent loot that I will sell on later. And you don't have to hear about it because selling loot is boring. Confident you haven't overlooked anything, you spend a few moments adjusting your gear for once again setting off through the damp gloom. Alright, All right, I'm on the eastern side, I'm making my way north. And now, making my way west, suddenly, the sudden unnerving stench of burning flesh assails your senses. The char bodies of two men lie sprawled out in the centre of this section of the cave passage. A quick search of the scorched remains turns up some gold, and a few items that, was, that have been spared the worst ravages of the fire. Alright, that's 44 gold tokens. And there's some loot, lots of common weapons, not picking them up. A sturdy scythe, might as well get that. Covenant, you haven't overlooked anything. You spend a few moments adjusting your gear before once again setting off through the damp gloom. Alright, we're getting towards the end of the dungeon. As it, as it turns back. To the, to the beginning. Alright. I'm very near the end. There's an alcove to the... There's an alcove to the south and an alcove to the west. I'll go to the south one first. The pungent odour of burnt flesh assails you as you step into a large chamber at the end of the cave tunnel. 
takes you only a few moments for your pool of light to reveal the horrific scene that lies within. The charred bodies of eight people, seven men and a woman, lie strewn across the uneven floor of this large, oddly shaped cave chamber. Thin trails of dark smoke still wise from the blackened remains. Leaving you to believe these unfortunate souls met their gruesome end somewhere within the last few hours. Suddenly, a soft moan from somewhere towards the back of the chamber sends your pulse racing. You instinctively draw yourself into a defensive stance as your eyes scour the gloom for any sign of immediate danger. Go! Issues a harsh whisper out of Dark's head. Get out of here before it comes back! Guided by the voice, your gaze falls upon a dark silhouette slumped up against the base of the far wall. Stepping closer, your light reveals the shadow-draped figure to be a tall, bearded man clad in a combination of leather and chain. The man appears to have suffered a dreadful wound. With your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you warily step towards the injured man. The man looks up as you approach and greets you with a weak smile. He gasps, closing his eyes tightly as he cradles the charred, bloodied stump that is now his white arm. His dark, tangled beard, hopelessly matted with blood and grime, lends him a wild, almost savage appearance. Leave me, he whispers through clenched teeth, his voice is more than a harsh whisper. It's not got long now. Get out of there before it comes back. He crouched at his side and examined the man's wounds, quickly arriving at the grim assessment that he is very near death. You question the dying man and learn he was the leader of the bandits who had been wading the silver wagons leading to Agenwath. When you ask him what it was that wounded him and killed the west and killed the rest of his men, the few elements of colour drain from his face. You'll need that if you're to have a chance, he says, struggling to give voice to each word. It's just there, next to my foot. Glancing down at his feet, you spot a square wooden amulet affixed to a thin iron chain. The image of a flame is emblazoned on the ambulance rough face. You reach down and take possession of the curious object. It's a wooden flame amulet. It's armour for the neck. It has an encumbrance of one. And as you have probably already guessed, it is magical. This square wooden amulet is attached to a thin length of iron chain and bears the emblazoned image of a flame on its rounded on its rounded side. Okay. Yes, it doesn't provide any stats because it's not for equipping, it's for banditry. The bandit's eyes leaves are closed and his chest appears to fall still. Suddenly, however, his eyes open and he begins to speak. You learn the amulet you've just picked up, that bear bears an enchantment that allows the wearer to summon a powerful fire elemental. I brought the thing at Twithic, he says, his lips curled into a faint smile, as if the recollection brings him some small measure of joy. I had one. I didn't have the skill to use it properly. It seems that warning was justified. He tells you that he summoned the elemental to dispatch several enemies, fellow bandits, and to attack the silver wagons. Thought I'd learn to control its power, he says. But I was very wrong. Now you can see what's happened. Every last thing with every last man with me is dead. And that thing, the elemental, is still roaming about. You may still be able to get out of here. Where the amulet go. You ask him about the wooden amulet and he tells you that he wasn't attacked by the elemental he'd summoned so he took off the amulet. When you attempt to give it back to him he shakes his head and tells you to leave. It will do me no good now he says. I 
can't walk, can't even stand. My time has come. Put it on and get out of here. Okay, time to put it on then. Wooden flame amulet is equipped. As you stand up out of your crouched position, the bandit leader's voice again breaks the momentary silence as he makes a startling request. Please, kill me, he says as your gaze is meet. I'd rather die by your hand by the fowls of fires of that beast. Please, I'm begging you, kill me. Despite your instinctive aversion to the grim notion of taking the life of even a murderous bandit in such a way he certainly is already very near death with no hope of recovering from his wounds with little doubt that he will die within the next hour oh yeah what if i use restoration no it just literally did not even occur to sir crokington to use the healing on the guy because he is dead he suffered from plot wounds, and you can't heal plot wounds unless you've been told you can. So I can grant his request and kill him, or just leave him to die on his own. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kill him. You step back from the body of the ban bandit and momentarily close your eyes. Offering a silent prayer for the man whose final request you've just fulfilled. After taking a few moments to check out the equipment, you turn and warily make your way out of the large chamber. Alright, and self. Lie on the far wall, back, back where we just came from. No more burdened by the concerns of this world is the bandit leader. The man whose life you mercifully took at his behest. After curiously serving the gloom-filled chamber, you turn, make your way back to the cave passage. Okay, let's try the alcove to the west. Nope, nothing there. Alright, let's get out of this here cave. The charred bodies of two men are sprawled out in the centre of this section of the cave passage. You step past the scorched remains and, con and warily continue through the damp gloom. Alright. Suddenly, a searing blast of heat, accompanied by the dazzling glow of raging flames, suddenly fills the passage. A massive fire elemental, its blazing, vaguely human form, filling nearly the entirety of the cave tunnel, vanishes, surges out of the darkness. As the raging being of fire closes in, the intense heat of its waging flames begins to surge your flesh. So I can run or fight. Now, I'm wearing the amulet, so hopefully that will at least somewhat protect me when I fight, which is what I'm going to do. Hold your ground and engage the fire elemental. You dodge several swipes at the fire elemental's long, blazing limbs before defiantly countering its ferocious attack. This is a massive fire elemental, and it's purple difficulty, so it must be scaled. Because there's no way it could got to get that high naturally at 297. Begin combat. Alright, the fire elemental wars as it swipes at you. Alright, well, I'll fight it with my own elemental powers. Summon an elemental! You summon a lesser element, air elemental, plus 10 to your melee waiting this round. Okay, two more rounds left. Last round, the fire elemental wars as it swipes at you. Summon another ele elemental. Fortunately, the, I'm summoning these using my own power, so you can actually handle them. So another air, lesser air elemental plus 8 MR this round 9 MR this round I stab and it is slain you have slain your foe 
1972 experience, most of it going to elementalism. A heap of smouldering ash in the centre of the clay cave passage is all that remains of the massive fire elemental. You quickly step forward to examine the smoking pile. Well, that's not going to cause any more trouble. Because I have the feeling that if that was just left around, left around to, you know, do stuff, it would probably, probably kill again. Because it really doesn't know anything else. Summon smoking pile, suddenly. A heap of ash suddenly erupts as a pair of smaller fire elementals surge out of the smouldering heap. The two elementals, their forms vaguely human, howl wildly as they streak towards you. Their blazing arms outstretched, okay? I can flee or fight. Okay, definitely gotta fight these. Gauge the fire elementals. Hope they don't work on... Work on the sorcerer's apprentice walls, where every time you kill them, you end up with two more. You boldly hold your ground and prepare to engage the blazing pair of elementals. Two fire elementals this time. There's, they're just blue. So summon another elemental. Air Elemental Lord for plus 20 melee weighting this map round. Making a plus 9 to a plus 3. So making it a doodle. Alright. Uh, summon another one. Greater Elemental, 13MR this round. And it is slain. Down they go. 23 XP. Oh, I, to, I forgot to record what they were actually doing. Oh well. Probably similar to the first one. A deep gloom envelops the cave patches. The glow animating from the ash piles of the slain elementals rapidly diminishes. Deadly elemental beings that turned on their summoner and his cohorts are no more. After taking a few moments check over equipment, you cautiously make your way out of the cave and begin the relatively short trek back to Dragonwrath. You hope that this brief excursion into Dreadman's Dark will prove to be your last. Okay, well now that that thing's slain, Back to my previous equipment of the Iron Frog Amulet. You return to Dragonwrath and immediately meet with Lorik from Broke in his clustered room at the back of Cinder Hall. The town's protector congratulates you on having resolved the matter of the bandits and promptly rewards you with a substantial amount of gold. 1,500 gold tokens. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Dinnywick will be pleased when he gets back, he says, initiating his shoulder cross. Though I confess that his pleasure is not my concern. I hope you're not going to run off now. You can make yourself very useful around here. I haven't anything just yet, but I don't think you'll have to wait long. Lorik thanks you, then offers you a steaming mug of Palo and waves you into a chair. That's one thing you'll always find in plentiful supply around here, he says, picking up his, his mug, Paleo. Now tell me all about Deadman's Dark and this elemental. You provide Lorik with a full account of your mission, including with your battle against the fire elemental. He seems less surprised than you might have expected, but quickly commends you on your bravery again congratulate you on your success. So you didn't actually clear out the bandits, did you? He asked, smirking. Well, uh, it doesn't much matter. I don't think Junoric's men would have liked would have would have liked to run into that fire elemental. Ghastly bit of business, wasn't it? Well, it's over now, and we can allow ourselves a little time to celebrate that. After a lively conversation, during which you manage to consume more paleo than is perhaps wise, you wise and politely take leave of the Dragon West Protector. As I mentioned before, he says, as you prepare to leave, will bring me peace of mind. 
mind to know that you'll be sticking around these parts. We could use someone with your special talents. Under the intense but friendly gaze of the elder Frontbreck, you make your way out of Cinder Hall and back onto the streets of Dragonwrath. And that finishes this adventure with 1,024 experience to general. Okay, we're less than half an hour, so let's do the next one. Adventures for this location, the Missy Miners. In his private womb, room at the back of Cinder Hall, the elder Frompeck tells you two of his best miners have recently gone missing while exploring a nearby cave. A task they undertook at his behest. Start the adventure. Here we go. Upon arriving in, in Dragonwrath, you're promptly summoned before Lorik Thumbroke, the town's protector and overseer of the Blackgate Mine. In his private room at the back of Cinder Hall, the elder Frontbeck tells you that two of his best miners have recently gone missing while exploring a nearby cave, a task they undertook at his behest. I shall bear the blame for it if the worst has happened, he says. Well, that isn't what troubles me. I'd rather not have to relate any grim news to their families. I would, of course, do so, should it come to that. But I'd prefer not to entertain such unpleasant thoughts. When you, when you asked Lorik while the miners were exploring the cave, his gaze momentarily shifts to his feet before again returning to meet your questioning stare. There is nothing else you must know, he says. All I will say that pertains to the matter is the morale among those who work the mine is already shaky. If word of this were to get out in an inappropriate way, well, things could get worse. That wouldn't help anyone. Will you accept this job? I'll pay you 1,000 gold to enter the cave and seek out the missing men. So I can accept the task, decline the task, bargain... We'll use divination, because I think he's hiding something. Divination first. Always use that when I have the option. 4 XP to divination. You channel your power of divination. Immediately sense that Lurk has not told you the entire truth. You also sense he is generally concerned for the missing men. Alright, okay. I'll, I'll accept the task for 1,000 gold. Lurk not. Tells you he's certain you'll be able to discover the fate of the missing miners. As I mentioned, morale is already shaky, he says. The more quickly and swiftly this can be done, the better. Lorik tells you the cave the two men, Stuick and Larn, were sent to investigate is known as the Storm Shelter Cave and is located only a mile north of town. They were to explore several shafts that were dug into the back of the cave many years ago, he says. I, ho I, was, I had hoped we might find an endeavour in the cave worthy of our attention. I still hope for that, but that's hardly a priority now. I want nothing more than a safe return of Lan and Sturick. Lorak takes you over to a table on the far side of the womb upon which a tattered map is spread. He points to a spot north and east of Dragonwrath. That there is Storm Shelter Cave, he says. While well, missing men are in there, I want them brought back safely, no matter what. I need to learn of their fate. You tell You tell Lorak that you explore Storm Shelter Cave and return with the rescued men, if indeed they've fallen prey to some power in the cave, or if news of their fate. He meets you on the shoulder cross and then pours you a steaming mug of paleo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. As I said, this must be done quickly and quietly, he says, taking a timid sip sip from his payload vessel. I realise I'm repeating myself, but I cannot stress this enough. Morale is already shaky amongst the miners. The disappearance of Stuart and Lan, if it must become known, is likely to make matters much worse. Curious about why Lurik speaks as if no one else knows about the missing men, he boldly inquires. He promptly sets down his paleo and folds his arms across his chest. Only my brother Denuik and I know that Lan and Sturek were to explore the cave, he says, his tone suddenly grave. Sturek and Lan didn't even know they were going to the cave until they reported to me two days ago. For what they told was going to be a trip to Arakawald, routine check of our most important early staging area for the silver wagons. They've done it numerous times before. Okay, there's a link for Arakawald. Might as well click it, because I don't think it's going to turn up anywhere else. Arakawald is a small but vibrant settlement situated several miles west of the town of Dragonweth on the northeastern shoulder of Barrow Lock. Arkwald is home to a band of mercenaries, many of them adventurers, both former and current, under the employ of Maragar Hawthorne, a warrior whose monster-slaying feats have earned him a fearsome and well-deserved reputation. The town serves as a staging area for the silver shirt shipments leaving Dragonwath. Here, the, ma- the wagon caravans acquire a small guard of mercenaries, Maragar Holyfawn's men, who protect both the valuable quarry and those who transport it. Hmm. I wouldn't thought. I don't think that Lorik would go in for. Go in for having mercenaries when he when he's got his bog men. But I guess he's just taking. I guess he's just doing what he has to at least, at least until he gets more bog men. Oh yeah, and uh, Mar- Milgar Hawthorne has a link too. Marigar Hawthorne. Now residing in Arkawald, where he operates a mercenary outfit loosely known as Hall's Blades. The famed monster slayer Marigar Hawthorne is a figure whose legendary exploits aren't without a fair share of contra- controversy. Many accuse Marigar's mercenaries are providing their strong arm service to any client able to afford them. Such critics will frequently will point will point out that Hall's blades have been known to frequently associate and do business with people and groups of less than desirable reputations. Despite such criticism, the broad-shouldered and bow-chested Marigar and his rugged band of sword for hires. Enjoy a good standing among the citizenry of guard, who benefit from their presence in many ways. Maragor is known to have fallen out with his one-time adventuring companion, Zurim of Battlegrounds fame. In fact, it's rumoured that Zurim has banished Maragor from the Battlegrounds, threatening him with death should he dare set foot upon Iron Crown Isle. Alright... Interesting to know what happened, but I don't think either of them would be willing to talk about it. Lurik tells you that the trip to the nearby town of Akarald and back normally takes three days, which means that the two men won't be missed by anyone for at least the next 24 hours, giving you what you hope will be ample time to complete your exploration of the cave. When you inquire... Further about the task that sets two miners to Storm Shelter Cave, Lorak immediately shakes his head. You need not concern yourself with that, he says flatly. 
need only find and return with them if they are alive. Or reveal to me what became of them if they are not. E eager to investigate the cave and find the missing miners, you bid farewell to Lorik and tell him you will begin the task at once. You mustn't tarry, but be on your guard, he says, as he shows you out of the womb and into Cinder's Hall main Cinder's Hall's main chamber. I don't wish to send someone else out looking for you. Somewhat taken aback by the unexpected warning, you cast Lorik a quizzical look, but he seems to take no notice of it. Instead, he wishes you luck and closes the door. To reach Storm Shelter Cave, select Travel Option Dragonwrath and look for Storm Shelter Cave under Locations near Dragonwrath. Okay, let's go there then. Storm Shelter Cave. And we cannot go back to Dreadman's Dark because we've no reason to go there and there's nothing to do there. Storm Shelter Cave is not yet cleared. You're standing before the broad, jagged mouth of a cave, the edge of a small bog just over a mile north and east of Dragon Waff. A strange, pungent odour wafts out of the shadows and assails your senses. Alright, Storm Shelter Cave Shelter Cave is not yet cleared. You can do this on normal or scale difficulty. Scale difficulty. The melee ratings of any enemies you encounter here will be adjusted relative to your melee rating. Yes, because this is one of those clearable dungeons. So you can go there, do some stuff, fight some monsters, get some loot, wait a few wait a bit, and then you can do it again. And again and again and again. Just repeatedly. Lots and lots of times, just if you wait long enough. It's another grinding spot. And you unlocked it by actually doing quests. Which is probably a good way to do them. Alright. You can rest here. But I've no need to do that. So let's enter the cave. You're standing just inside the broad, jagged mouth of Storm Shelter Cave. To the east, a wide tunnel descends gradually disappearing into the dan dense dark gloom after less than a dozen, dozen yards. Alright, I'm starting on the western edge of the cave and it's it's branching and twisting. Alright, making my way northwest first. You freeze in mid-step and instinctively draw yourself into your defensive stance as a large black shape loop rushes out of the gloom ahead. A split second later, a massive black horn beetle appears at the edge of your light. The, the aggressive carnivore carnivore immediately charges its long barbed horn, thrusting wildly the air as it swiftly bears down on you. Now there's a link for black horn beetles, so we're all just imagining the same thing. These large black-shelled beetles are aggressive carnivores. Luckily, they are normally found in large numbers. Its massive barbed horn is a particularly effective weapon. Alright, let's fight this thing. It's a free plus as always. The massive beetle thrusts its deadly barbed horn at you. Savagely gores me for 8 damage and is slain. With a little bit of help from the special. 5 XP. You step away from the oozing remains of the massive beetle. And spend a few moments dutifully checking over your equipment. At last, ready to continue on, you rarely set off along the cave tunnel. Your every sense alert for any sign of further danger lurking in the damp gloom. Alright, just checking out the northwest side, nothing there. Here's another black corn beetle. It's, it starts as the starts like the first one did. Just bash it. And I quick combat hit it for 5, 5 XP. You step away from the oozing remains of the massive beetle and spend a few moments dutifully checking over your equipment. At last, ready to continue on, you warily set off along the cave tunnel. You every sense alert for the first sign of further danger lurking in the damp gloom. Alright, making my way along the north side now. 
It's another Black Horn Beast. We're just going to quick combat that for another 5 XP. Alright. North, northeast corner. And then there's an alcove, and there's three alcoves going into one missing square. The end of the cave tunnel appears to be extended by human endeavour for several yards. All, sign, all signs seem to indicate the toil to lengthen the passage was done many years ago. Hmm, it's almost as if they're all trying to tunnel towards one place. Where, presumably, they just... Had a feeling there was something there. How? I don't know. I'm not a miner. Okay, and there's the alcove. Another alcove going into the... Going into that... Unreached place on the east side. The end of the cave tunnel appears to be extended by the human endeavour for several yards. All signs seem to indicate the toil to lend for the passage was done many years ago. Alright, making my way along. Oh, another black horn beetle. Just going to quick combat them. Cause, well, you've seen it once, so you don't see it again. Another one. Quick combat. 5 XP. Alright, that's the southwest corner. Alright, just up on east of the entrance. And then, just filling in the gaps. Filling in the gaps in the, in the map. Kind of make sure I've been everywhere. Okay, now all that's left to explore is the southeast corner, which then it's when curves back round to the area where it's to the area in the east where three tunnels go towards but do not reach. But a beetle blocked my path and was quick combated for five XP. Another one, quick combat that. 5 XP. Alright. Alright, here it is. The last square. If they're not there, well, we don't know what to do. Maybe just hope they're just wandering around in here? Or just keep looking? Maybe there's a secret passage that will open up if we fight enough? Well, let's just see. North one more. Suddenly, oh, that's a good sign. Frantic shouts suddenly erupt out of the darkness ahead. With your heart pounding, you rush forward, momentarily casting caution aside as you instinctively sink out the source of the desperate cries. The cave tunnel swiftly opens, opens into a broad space at the end of the passage there, amidst the deep gloom of an expansive dome chamber. A sight both hopeful and horrifying greets your widening eyes. Two men, bloodied, barely able to stand, seemingly barely able to stand, are perched precariously on a narrow shelf of rock on the far side of the chamber. Below them, swarming only a couple of feet beneath the, beneath the ledge on which they stand, are six massive black horn beetles. Realise at once you've located the missing miners. The frenzied beetles continuously lunge upwards, attempting to reach their cornered prey. Well, I guess they're very lucky that these beetles can't also fly because, well, they'd be dead. Because, I mean, most beetles can fly, but I guess these ones are too big to fly. Because, well, they're really, really, really big. So that, I guess that put a damper on that. Uh, anyhow, so, well, we've got to fight them anyway. The frenzied beetles continue to lunge upwards, attempting to reach their corner prey. Having spotted your light, the men immediately cry out. The voices distorted as they echo off the sprawling space's high ceiling. As you begin to move towards the beleaguered pair, one of their shouts, clearer than the west, reaches your ears. It's a warning that sends your pulses racing. Behind you! Low to ignore the swarm of beetles that have likely taken notice of your intrusion. You spin around and find yourself confronted by two of the deadly horned predators. Moving swiftly, you position yourself to face the charge of the first beetle 
and hurriedly assume a combat ready stance. Alright, I'm just going to jump on its back and stab it. The massive beetle tries to thrust its deadly barbed horn at you, but it's not getting anywhere with that. Oh, savagely gored me. Don't know how it did it, but it did. And it is slain. 5xp, with your eyes watering from the repulsive odour rising up from the oozing remains of the slain beetle, you turn to face the second of the charging creatures. It's another large black horn beetle. Thrusts its deadly barbed horn at you. I do a special for 7 damage. Savagely gores me for 14 damage, and then 8 damage, but it's still slain. Alright, 5xp, just going to take this opportunity to heal a bit. Winded, winded and bathed in sweat, you step away from the carcass of the second beetle and spin around to find the six black pawns previously attempting to reach the two trapped men and now swiftly bearing down on you. Well, I guess they would. I mean, I'm here and they're all the way up there. Might as well try to eat me first. They're probably not really thinking about the fact that I've killed two, two of their companions already and this would probably happen the same to you. They're way too angry and hungry to think things through. The clatter of their thick spiny legs as they scrape across the cave floor echoes ominously through the surrounding darkness. Realising that neither flight nor retreat are likely viable options, you brazenly maintain a defensive posture as your mind races to determine your next course of action. Alright, I've got some options. I've got archery, telekinesis, fortification, gating, hold your ground and engage the fetal horde or flee from the chamber. No, no, I can't do that. If I flee, they'll probably they'll probably go back to focusing on on Stuart and Larn and well, I can't be letting that. They're not they're not adventurous. They can't handle this. Alright, let's go um, telekinesis. Succeeded. 8xp to telekinesis. You channel your power of telekinesis and project a powerful invisible blast of energy that smashes the first two beetles, sending them sprawling across the uneven cave floor. Both creatures slide into the far wall, just below the ledge upon which the two men remain perched weave about wildly for several seconds before becoming still. With grim determination, you immediately turn your attention to the remaining four beetles. Alright, let's take them out next. Shouting for the two men to remain where they are, I don't think they really have a choice in that matter, you bravely engage the first of the four remaining beetles now swarming around you. It's a large black horn beetle, one of four. Thrusts his deadly barbed horn at you. And is slain. Five XP. Ignoring your own ragged breathing and the ache in your limbs, you boldly meet the frenzied attack of the next beetle. Begin combat. The massive beetle thrusts his deadly barbed horn at you. And is now slain. The massive black horn beetle collapses into a shattered, oozing heap at your feet. Ignoring your own ragged breathing and the ache in your limbs, you boldly meet the frenzied attack of the next beetle. Large black horn beetle, three or four. Frost is deadly barbed gore at you. Savagely gores me for 15 damage. Then nine damage. So it's a gap between, but that doesn't matter. They are slain. Five XP. The massive black horn beetle collapses into a shattered, oozing heap at your feet. Ignoring your own ragged breathing and the ache in your limbs, you boldly meet the frenzied attack of the last beetle. Here we go. Frost's deadly barbed horn at you. I thrust my deadly stabby knife at them and slain. That's them. I'm fine. The massive blackborn beetle collapses into a shattered, oozing heap at your feet. 
stepping back from the remains of the last beetle, you're quickly surveying the surrounding darkness, seeking any sign of more black ones. Confident that no more of the foul creatures are lurking anywhere nearby, you rush forward to meet the two men who have climbed down from their perch and are moving slowly and unsteadily in your direction. You have indeed found the two missing miners, Stuart and Lan, both of them bloodied and battered, initially seeming capable of standing. After meeting both men in shoulder crosses, however, they tell you they are ready to follow you out the cave. Can't believe we lasted as long as we did against these things, says Lan, his wide expression betraying the toe of his ordeal. I don't know if I'll make it, but I'm not going to die in here. Stuart nods and tells you that when they first entered the cave almost two days ago, it was empty. I don't know where those beetles came from, he says, still breathing heavily. There must have been dozens and dozens of them. Until you showed up, I've given up on ever getting out of here. Thank you. Realising you can't afford to linger here, you tell the two men to stay behind you and to fly closely on your heels. Then, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, you cross the dome chamber and begin the arduous task of leading your wounded charges out of the cave. Sturrock and Lan, both severely wounded, stumble along at your heels. Stumble along with your heels, a foul odour wafts out of the darkness, seemingly from every direction, as you cautiously make your way through the cave. Alright. Without warning, a massive black horn beetle washes out of the darkness into your pool of light. You immediately order Lan and Stuart to stay behind you as you boldly step into the path of the fearless predator. With its horn thrusting wildly into the air, giant beetle charges at you. Alright, it's a large black horn beetle. Thrusts deadly barbed horn at you and is slain. 5 XP. Sturrock and Lan move up to your side as you step back from the oozing carcass of the slain beetle. Both men stare down in horror to remains of the massive creature. After making a quick check of your equipment, you instruct your charges to follow you closely as you once again resume your trek out of the cave. Alright, making my way west. It's another large black horn beetle. Just going to quick combat it. Another 5 XP. And this dies the same as... This dies like the last one did. Alright. Still making my way west. Another black horn beetle. Quick combat. 5 XP. They're fine. Can I use uh, restoration? No, it doesn't. It didn't occur to me to use it on them. Okay, I've got to the southwest edge. Another black horn beetle. Five XP. When are we going to run out of beetles? There's another one. Five XP. Alright, we're near to the exit now. Just a bit more west. Suddenly. Daylight! Gaslan, washing ahead despite a considerable limp, and covering the last remaining yards of the tunnel with surprising Stuart. Stuart only smiles and walks along at your side, favouring his wide leg, which is whittled with several long gashes, painful reminders of the deadly denizens of this damp, gloomy lair. I can think of a thousand places I'd rather seek shelter from a storm, he says, managing a smirk as he alludes to the cave's name. A thousand and one. Once outside the cave, the three of you spend several minutes breathing deeply as you weed with your lungs of the damp, stale air of the cave. Despite the severity of their wounds, both Lan and Sewer keep seeming good spirits as we repeatedly thank you for rescuing them from the vile horde of Blackhorns. I'll be the first to tell Lorik we've no business poking around in, around in storm shelter caves, says Durek, shaking his head. These old tunnels lead nowhere. There's nothing about 
There's nothing that makes me think there's there's silver anywhere in there. Star nods in agreement, grimacing as he tightens the torn piece of his shirt tied around his upper left arm. Right, he says, turning to look. To look at you and Stuart in turn. Now, can we please get out of here? Upon returning to Dragonpath, the three of you make your way to Cinder Hall. We are greeted by an overjoyed Lurik Thornbroke. Dragonbrass protector promptly urges, ushers you into his private room, the back of the hall, and listens intently as you relate to him the events that unfolded in the beetle-infested cave. Very, very alarming, he says, as you, Lan, and Sturik produce combined and somewhat muddled narrative. I'll be the first to admit the decision to explore that cave was mine, and mine alone. I will bear the blame for what happened in there. Thankfully, you three have returned to us. Things might have been much worse. Doesn't take much imagination to see that. Lorik kills for Dragon Wrath's well-respected healer, a grey-bearded man named Jorin, and immediately sets him to work, tending the wounds of Lan and Stuick. Before you leave the womb in the company of Lorik, both rescued men again thank you, each of them promising someday to repay the favour. Oh, you don't have to. Once outside the womb, Lorik closes the door, the two of you strolls to the far side of the Grand Hall's main chamber. There, the Elder Thrombwelk presents, presents you with a sack containing the gold you were promised. That's 1,000 gold tokens. Success is rarely elusive when you employ the proper people to achieve it, he says, smiling. You're making your mark here. That much is beyond any doubt. I'd like to know I can count on your help from time to time. A man whose favour is difficult to win, Sir Crokington. But that favour is, I promise you, worth its weight in gold. I always prefer to stay here in Dragonwrath. Silver. Suddenly, as if struck by a nosebleed, only just remembered, Lurk's face adopts a somewhat whimsical expression. He reaches into his pocket on his vest and retrieves a silver skull-shaped amulet attached to a thin chain which he then hands to you. It's an unidentified silver skull amulet. This amulet, which hangs from a thin chain, is crafted out of a thick piece of silver carved into the shape of a skull. Two hollow eye sockets have been gorged into the front of the piece lending the eerie village a grim, almost sinister look. This amulet was given to you as a gift by Lurik Thrombroke after you rescued two missing miners from Stormshelter Cave. According to what Lurik has told you, the amulet was given to his by father and was originally the property of his great-grandfather, Brogmarth. It's not identified, I'll do that soon. This was given to my father years ago, says Lurik. He told me it belonged to my great-grandfather Brogmarth, to whom we in Dragonwrath owe so much. I want you to have it, someone like you, an adventure I mean, could put a piece like that to good and proper use. There are enchantments laid upon it, or so I've always been told. I'd accept it then. You thank Lorik for the amulet. He nods and tells you not to be put off by its wild grim appearance. You look down at the silver amulet, only to find that gazing at the stool-shaped piece leaves you with an eerie, unsettled feeling. Yes, I know that feeling well, he says, having apparently taken notice of the slight change in your demeanour. I've always felt much the same whenever I looked at it still. If you are able to identify the enchantment it bears, it will probably prove to be of some use to you. Take good care of it. You spend half an hour conversing with Lorik and quickly discover Dragon Wrath's protector is well versed on all manner of subjects and in possession of a keen mind and a sharp wit. More than once, Lorik suddenly excuses himself and returns to his private room where Lan and Stuick are receiving treatment from the healer, Durin. He always 
he turns less than a minute later and tells you he's certain both men will make a full recovery. At length you bid him farewell and make your way out of Cinder Shore. Cinder Hall, eager to put the mass of Storm Shelter Cave and its gruesome, horned inhabitants out of your mind. Lorik sees you to the hall's massive doors and tells you to stop in and see him whenever you're next in Dragonwrath. It's in that, that instant, that precise moment, that you last lock eyes with Lorik, that you sense something. Though you can't quite put your finger on it, you believe there is more to the Elder Frontbreak than which you, than that which you, and perhaps most everyone else, are presently aware of. Before your silent analysis continue, however, you step out onto the streets, uh, street and the doors of Cinder Hall close, close at your heels. And that ends this adventure with another 1024 experience to general. All right, and there is, there's no more tasks in Dragon Wrath for me. And so what do we do next then? Hmm. You know what, we'll find that out when we get to it. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.